bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. everybody welcome to dumb gay politics i'm julie and i'm brandy and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality tv and we are back after our week off Mm -hmm. it was only a week but it felt like a month i mean oh it like did it not feel like it did every fucking day i was luxuriating like what bitch (laughs) what oh nothing exactly nothing bitch Hang up. No one's home. Honk the horn, Greg. Back up. Honk the horn, Greg. Back the car up. Honk the horn. Um, yeah, I mean. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. <laughs> I really got, like, myself activated. Mm-hmm. Going to the gym. Yeah. Getting, just getting in a routine and just getting back into, you know, since we're on our health journey, I really needed to, like. Yeah, you needed space and time. Just to. And just, you know, you got to get those demons out so you can go get your little, like, a routine together or else, you know. We were in major withdrawals, too. Like, still. Yeah. But it was, and here we are back at work. But we we took, we had the privilege and the luxury of um, taking an unplanned week, just like, you know what? It was an unplanned pregnancy week and we took it off and no one was going to tell us how we were going to have it or not. That's right. Mm. Because... No one pays us any money. <laughs> now, we finished Patreon Idol. I'm so sad. Um, our sixth, one, two, three, four, five, sixth and final episode of Patreon Idol. Yeah. We did. Yep. On our Patreon podcast. Mm-hmm. I have to say, it's been kind of like an existential mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we started Patreon Idol the week we went to Napa. Okay. okay. That was the beginning of the summer. Okay. One week later, we were in Paris, then Barcelona, then we came home, then we got COVID, then Pee Wee almost died, then we went to Arkansas, <laughs> then we checked ourselves into self administered home rehab, and eight weeks later, the summer is over, and here we are. And Crazy. so is Patreon Idol. It's over. And I'm just like, did that happen, or was that just a sexy terrifying episode of Black Mirror? Like, did the summer happen? Because it's all over, and I'm like, did anything change? Are we different people? Are we the same people? What just happened to us? I can't believe we went through that. Definitely was a transformative, bizarre, weird summer. I mean, I did feel like it was an episode of Atlanta. I don't know. Not Atlanta Housewives. The show Atlanta. The show Atlanta god, on show FX. So good. It's, oh my god. It can get really black mirrory, and the very <clears throat> the the. Season finale of season three and season four is about to start in September. Mm, mm. She's in Paris. Um, one of the main girls on the show, like the the main girl. Ugh. And she 
her friends see her in Paris, but she has like a totally different name and she's doing a French, she's speaking French and she's just a different person. And they're like, girl. <laughs> and she's like, wait, oui, what, what do you mean? Who are you? No, I don't know. And she's getting like a baguette. And she's like, oh, come, come to my flat. And they're just like, I don't know what this bitch, do you know her from Atlanta? <laughs> and they go, and it's like, that is the way I watched it. And I was like, that's exactly how the summer is. Like, who the fuck are we? Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right. A lot of, I, I, I just feel existentially mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and it's still, it's still, it is still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's lingering around and hanging around. But, you know, like. Um, Just like my nasally ass voice and my negativity. <laughs> mm, I don't think you have a nasally voice Thank and I you. don't think you're negative. So that person can fuck off. <laughs> How about that? How about that for negative? Um, I feel I feel that there's going to be a. I feel that there is a. You know, like when you walk into the ocean and the tide comes in. And it's like that weird moment where you're like, where you go, oh, yeah, Ugh. I don't know. Uh-huh. And like, am I going to make it? Am I going to survive? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. okay, I made it through. Uh-huh. And then sometimes you go, that's going to be too big. And you try to race it and get mm-hmm. back. But you can't because mm-hmm. the sand is gluing mm-hmm. you. And you're trying mm-hmm. to go, get through. Uh-huh. Do it anyway. Yeah. I feel as though we're in the moment, that split second, even though it's been months. We're like, am I going to? You know what I mean? Yeah, we're it's in that, that moment. Just that, yeah, that little moment, and then uh, the, it's good, then the tide is going to come in, and then it's going to go out, and then it's going to be like, woo, and then we're going to see that there's some sort of change afoot, and then we're going to walk out of the water and be like, I don't want to go up and down anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to go relax. Or when you walk out, it also just splishes at your feet, and you're like, oh my god, why am I stuck in the water? Why am I stuck in the sand? And there's crabs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I hope so. I mean, we. It's almost September, so can't believe it. It's almost September. My parents will be there. Have the every Labor Day weekend is their anniversary, so I'm planning in my mind. I wanted to do something. Mm. I'll tell you about it. Okay, good. Um, well, good for them. Good for fucking them. I mean, <laughs> something like, doing it, doing their love after all these years. After through the years, through the years. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one sang Kenny Rogers for Patreon Idol. No, they didn't. They didn't actually. <gasps> hmm. How very odd. Yeah, I'm not gonna say there was Dolly Parton that it was that it's a sad thing because Patreon Idol was pitch perfect. It was pitch perfect. But You're right. Kenny Rogers could have been a cherry on top because he's he's all we always enjoy a Kenny Rogers moment. The, uh, oh, one can never go yeah, wrong with Kenny never. Rogers in any way. Every song is a gem. Well, Patreon Idol's over, but. The episodes will live forever. So it's not too late if you want to hear them. And all you have to do is join our Patreon podcast. We do two a week every week and they're a dollar each. If you want to check it out, there's a link to a free episode down below in the description of this podcast. And for all you holdouts who refuse to pay for content, we see you. (laughs) And we still appreciate you being here for the free shit. Right, Mamau? Of course. And just for you guys, we are going to now play a hilarious submission um, from our Australian 90 Day Fiance, Tom Christopherson, Tom Christopherson, Tom Maleficent, Tom Christopherson, Tom Maleficent, Tom Christopherson, Tom Maleficent. Then the other one goes, Tom Christopherson, Tom, Tom Christopherson. Um, if this shit doesn't make you guys want to join, mm. nothing will, because the shit checks all the boxes. I mean, Tom. 
Hey guys, he's just hey <laughs> guys, he's he is so talented. Check him. Go look at his Instagram, Tom, Tomopoly. Yeah. And by the way, he was one of the first submissions, and he just basically sent it, and he was just like, "Hey guys, here it is." He didn't even set up the depth and the levels to which he went to. We didn't ever listen to it. No, um, we didn't listen to anyone's before we played it. And we basically saved my mom yes. with the piano mm-hmm. and we saved Tom. Yes. We played everything in order. Of which they came. Yeah. But be- the people who s- submitted like first ended up on the last episode just right. because it- we then started backwards, I guess. Right. But we saved Tom and my mom to the finale, um, which was this past week. Mm-hmm. And we could have never known since Tom just dropped <laughs> no. his off and it didn't ever say anything mm-hmm. that it was going to be so great. But we did know inside of our hearts because Tom has given us, I mean, original artwork. He's and a, he's a, math, um, a polymath. Yeah. He does visual art. He does uh, apparently musical arts. Art. Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. Uh, uh, voiceovers. He does it um, all. He, he really does it Every all. Every type of medium. And the biggest gift we've gotten from this messy diaper of a podcast <laughs> are our 14 listeners. And Tom is like pinnacles. So so here he is um, on Patreon Idol, the finale. Hi. I'm Tom Christopher. Sorry, stop. Sorry, can you stop? <laughs> Sorry, I just said my name wrong because Brandy's in my head all the time since Patreon. Okay, my name right. So my name wrong. Hi. Actually, sorry, can I ask a quick question? How extensive is the background check? Like, are we talking real? Maleficent Christoph. Maleficent Christoph. Christoph. Male. Male. Hi. My name's Tom Christopherson. I'm 34 years old and I'm from Adelaide in Australia, which is famous for weed and the most amount of serial killers per capita anywhere in the world. That's not a bit. I'm totally just telling the truth. I identify as a multidisciplinary non-binary pistol whip and a wizard of all creative things. Why do you... Do you want to fight? I moved to... Sydney, uh, after I went to art school to go to drama school, and I won't be taking any more questions on that topic. My hobbies include art, the occult, and collecting Melanie C. memorabilia from the late 1990s. I am non-binary, and I know that is going to confront some families in America, and honestly, that makes me feel aroused. I love singing. I love music. But most importantly, I love overcommitting to call-outs from podcasts. I'm gay. I'm dumb. I'm a fucking mess. Hey guys, how are you? How you going? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm a little bit disappointed. I have absolutely no idea who you are, and I did expect Paula Abdul, but, uh, you know, fine. Tell us where you're from. Okay, yeah, I I just did that. I just did that in the package at the beginning. Did you not see the package? How'd you find American Idol? Okay, love that question. Two things. Uh, it's Dumb Gay Idol. And secondly, I found it because I was directed here by Julie and Brandy. Um, yeah. That's Brand- Brandy Howard and Julie Goldman because I subscribe to the Patreon. They sit on the Patreons because I'm helping them pay their bills. <laughs> That's really dark that you laughed. But yeah, I guess and Julie wanted a like a little bio thing. So I guess she she kind of put me up to it. <laughs> Is he still your buddy? Oh, she. 
Sorry, she, Ju Julie. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what you gonna sing today? Um, I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe like a crowded house song or something, and then maybe I don't know. I'll just like I don't know. I'll fill it out. <clears throat> Somewhere deep inside, something's got a hold on you. And it's push no, just kidding. I've actually had this amp and mic in my pants the entire time. <clears throat> this is Buy Me a Pony by Spiderbait, which is a song about how every creative industry is morally bankrupt because of late stage capitalism and you didn't give Julian Brady the job. Hit the backing to it. Don't you wanna be a personality? An ocean in the sea can't shake it so don't mistake it just try and fake it and i want you to know you don't have far to go so we'll use all your dough to buy new clothes and see what flows and powder your nose for those photos you're almost on your way to popularity and we'll teach you to play with icy stare and punk rock there my beatniks there will take you there cause there's no And Katie, I am not a fan of Raw. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not my fave. I think you're really special. I think you're an absolute genius. Cheers. I don't even want to see anybody after you, you, him. You know, I quit. We're the lucky ones. We're the lucky ones because the universe chose this time to bring you in front of America. You have such a career. And the fact that you don't know it makes it even more special. There's nothing like you, my friend. I will not sleep until I, know. I watch him perform again. I know. <laughs> Stay humble. Let's do it. You're, You're going, going to, to Hollywood, Hollywood, my friend. <laughs> Come pick this up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop you there. I'm not going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to go home because yuck. Um, and why don't y'all sort your country's everything out and I'll try and do the same back in my country. All right, this has been gross, but um, yeah, Ryan Seacrest, where is he? Is he here? I'm gonna find him. Um, can I leave my mic here? I don't wanna take it, I don't wanna. Wanna... Katie, do you wanna? Shit. All right, now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock.
Take one week off in the dead of summer. And of course, Merrick Garland, Miranda Garland, (laughs) Meredith Garland, who hasn't gotten off the couch in two and a half fucking years, decides to have the FBI raid Trump's shit at Vitilago in order to gather up all the classified documents that he stole. But we aren't going to get into that until later in the episode, if we get into it at all. Or not. Okay, okay. Kiki. 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 Who the fuck really cares? Is it going to give women their rights back? No. It isn't. No. But uh, to be fair, the Inflation Reduction Act isn't going to give us our rights back either. True. But we are going to talk about that shit because it's just one more line on a long list of historic things that JoJo and Kiki have already gotten done, bitch. They've already gotten uh, yeah. it done. That's right. They've gotten so much shit done. That's right. So, okay. Last Tuesday, President Jojo Biden made it official with his most recent checked box, the Inflation Reduction Act. Here is the official blurb from the White House website. Quote, the Inflation Reduction Act will lower costs for families, combat the climate crisis, reduce the deficit, and finally ask the largest corporations to pay their fair share. End quote. Right. Okay. So there are three major areas of reform in the Inflation Reduction Act. Health care, clean energy, and taxes. Mm-hmm. So starting with health care. Yeah. The health care shit is going to be huge and popular <sighs> across party lines. Say it, Mama. <laughs> the health. Oh, no. it's going to be huge. It's so going to be huge. Go- <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be the hugest health care across party lines. Yeah, just like Obamacare. And Republicans are fucking shaking in their fucking boots because even toothless Trump tweakers (laughs) love a discount on their insulin shots and opioids. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's the biggest news on the block, the fucking insulin shit. The Inflation Reduction Act guarantees that 3.3 million Medicare beneficiaries with diabetes will not pay more than $35 a month for their whole month of insulin. I'm pretty sure, like, insulin was, like, fucking $120 a shot or some shit. I swear to God. It was, like, crazy. And now they pay, at the most, $35 a month. Like, people are shook to their fucking core about this (laughs) insulin shit. Like, straight up. Like, that is going to be crazy for people. I mean, it was so expensive. It's completely fucking huge. And it's awesome. And it's helping people. And that's not the only huge thing in healthcare. Americans pay more than any other country in the entire world for prescription drugs two to three times more and democrats in congress have been trying for 33 fucking years to pass a bill that would allow medicare to negotiate on prescription drug prices and they finally did it with the inflation reduction act being able to negotiate the cost of prescription drugs is going to directly benefit at least seven million people who are on medicare now and it will indirectly affect all of us because the market will immediately become more competitive. There's a reason the shit has been blocked for 30 years. The pharmaceutical companies have three times more lobbyists 
than there are the number of people in Congress total. Mm. Think about that. Over 1,600 people are out there lobbying and pressuring and bribing Mm -hmm. members of Congress and government to vote in their favor. The pharmaceutical companies have spent over $180 million in 2022 alone just to keep Medicare from being able to negotiate prescription drug prices. So the fact that this shit finally passed is huge. It's a huge fucking win for everyday Americans and a double win for JoJo and Kiki and the Democrats, bitch. It's absolutely amazing. And if that's not historic enough, the Inflation Reduction Act makes the most significant investment in clean energy and combating the climate crisis in the history of the world. It's like immediately available tax rebates for people to buy energy efficient appliances, solar panels, and electric vehicles. Federal investment in powering communities with clean energy by installing 950 million solar panels on schools and local businesses and 120,000 wind turbines. Just to give you an idea, there's only 70,000 wind turbines total in the entire United States right now. So that's going to add almost double that amount, bringing the total to almost 200,000. And a little goes a long way. So if you've ever seen the turbine farm on the drive to Palm Springs from L.A., then you should know there are only 2,700 windmills out there and they generate enough energy to power the entire Coachella Valley. So, yeah, 200,000 is going to be a big fucking deal. Huge. And with the turbines and solar panels, the Inflation Reduction Act will create 2,300 grid scale battery plants, which... I had to look it up, but they're basically giant batteries that will store renewable energy created by the solar panels and wind turbines. So when they turn, it's like all this energy gets created and then they're stored in these giant batteries, which are laid out in huge grids somewhere in some open fucking field mm. to, I don't know. Like where they did Where the seven. aliens land. Yeah. Um, and in the making of all this shit comes millions of what they love to classify as, quote, good paying jobs for people in the clean energy mm. sector. Whether that comes to pass is neither here nor there for us, as we never seem to be in on the good paying jobs, Chestnut. But regardless, the bill promises to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 1 billion metric tons by 2030. This is 10 times more climate impact than any other single piece of legislation ever enacted. (laughs) And last but not least... The third and final area that the Inflation Reduction Act will reform for Americans is taxes. Mm. The single most important and, quite frankly, the easiest thing that any of us can do as Democrats when talking to a libertarian, an (laughs) independent, a Republican, or a reality TV or pro sports agnostic is to make sure that they trust, understand, and believe that Amazon is one of the most profitable corporations, if not the most profitable in this country, and they do not pay a single dollar in federal taxes. It's as easy as a quick Goog search to prove your point. And you may not agree on anything else when you walk away from that conversation, but ain't no one in this country gonna be mad if Amazon has to start paying taxes. So try it tweaker trump trailers okay (laughs) try it try it and amazon is not alone 55 of the largest and most profitable corporations in america used loopholes and tricks (coughs) to not pay one single dollar in federal tax in 2020 all total the top one percent of earners in the u.s evade around 160 billion dollars in taxes every year 
me repeat that. $160 billion. Not million, billion. And now it's time for Brandy to teach her famous lesson on the difference between a million and a billion. A lesson so famous that Rosie O'Donnell stole it and tweeted it as her own after she was on this podcast in 2020. Okay, so one million seconds is 12 days. And I could probably spend it in 12 days, which is why I would literally cry if I won the lottery and only won one million dollars. Um, so the difference between <laughs> one million and one billion is one million seconds is 12 days and one billion seconds is 30 fucking years. Mm. And in terms of the one percenters yearly tax evasion, we're talking about 160 billion, which is actually around 5000 years. So how long ago is 5000 years, Memo? Like ancient Egypt shit. Okay. <laughs> like before Jesus. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Like so, way before. So basically we could spend a dollar a second starting at year one AD until now. And we still would not spend half as much money as these American billionaires evade every single year in taxes. Like they're cheating the government and American people out of 5,000 years worth of seconds mm. in dollars every single calendar year. But not this year, Satan, because the Inflation Reduction Act requires a 15% minimum tax on corporate profits for the largest and most yes. profitable corporations. 5,000 years worth of seconds. We could spend a dollar a second for 5,000 years, and that would just about equal what they evade in taxes every year. Not just one year. Every year. I'm paying back taxes to a to, ta to the IRS who went through my taxes between 2012 and 2021, okay? And then apparently because of one residual or a 1040, I'm now paying many thousands of dollars yeah. in taxes. But Amazon and all of these companies still haven't paid $1 in taxes. 55 of them. Okay? So because of this, the Inflation Reduction Act will achieve hundreds of of billions of dollars in deficit reduction and no family making less than $400,000 will see their taxes go up a penny. And let me repeat that because Ugh. it's going to come up again and again and again and again and again and again, including five minutes from now. And we all need to have it on hand, ready to regurgitate to all of our brainwashed friends. No fucking family making less than 400000 will see their taxes go up a penny. So when you hear Republicans try and talk their shit and bite their lip and ride that dick, let them know <laughs> that no one is going to be checking for their broke ass and certainly not the IR fucking ass. Nope. The only people coming for their money are the ones holding the Trump donation baskets. So they can go ahead and continue throwing their disability checks at the Alex Jones Defense Fund and the Steve Bannon Build-A-Wall Kickstarter. But the rest of us who are not incels are going to throw high fives all around for JoJo and Kiki and their historical inflation reduction act of Do You 22. And don't forget Grandpa Chuck, Mama. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course not. Joe Biden signed the bill into law last Tuesday, all thanks to the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schum dropping the mic on Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. If you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to our episode from August 2nd entitled Happy Chuck Schumer Day, where Brandy told the tall tale of Chuck Schub and his unlikely Jewish dick slap to all of the cock blocking Republicans in Congress. It's an urban legend, really, at this point, with a lot of ins and outs and what have you's, but it's worth suffering through my nasally voice to celebrate <laughs> Chuck Schumer Day. 
Of course, the liberal lamestream uh. news media couldn't have cared fucking less what Chuck Schum did to get the Inflation Reduction Act to pass the Senate. And they couldn't have cared less last Tuesday when JoJo signed the shit into law. But we care. And now we will commence forcing our 14 listeners to care. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because everyone should care. And MSNBC and CNN need to go suck a bag of dicks while reading Rupert Murdoch's autobiography because Fox News isn't working around the clock. To because Fox News is working around the clock to make their viewers care. That's exactly right. Last week, while Rachel Maddow and Tiffany Cross spent all of their time talking about the raid on Trump's White House souvenirs... Republicans trotted out 9,000-year-old Republican Senator Chuck Grassley mm. and human douche canal Ted Cruz <laughs> and the billionaire blow-up clown toy Ron DeSantis to blatantly lie and fearmonger to the racist, brainwashed boob jobs who watch Fox <laughs> fucking news. Are they going to have a strike oh. force that goes in with yeah. uh, AK-15s already loaded, ready to shoot uh, some uh, small business person in Iowa? Is the IRS gearing up for war in our country? Is Nancy Pelosi trying to start a nuclear war in Asia? Is there an effort by the national security state to stoke violence in a civil war here at home? Those IRS agents are designed to come after you. They're not designed to come after the billionaires and the big corporations. They're designed to come after small businesses and, and working families. They're going to go after the mom and pop. They're going to go after the small business person, the independent contractor, the Uber driver. And they are going to focus so, on basically parts of the country that don't support what the regime is trying to do. I mean... Are you going to go in there again there, I mean, just in case you missed it, that that Julie's doing was Republican Senator Chuck Grassley saying that the IRS was going to form a federalized fucking militia with AK-15s ready to shoot a small business owner in Iowa. It is fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. You're now worried about AK-15s? You should be thrilled, you old racist windbag piece of shit. You and all your shitty tiny dick Republican voters love an excuse to pull your guns out. Ugh. The so, amount of I, uh, I mean, uh, Ted Cruz is sitting in the Capitol building. He's in a split screen. He's standing in that fucking hallway with all the fucking pillars. Mm, 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 and then they're showing the Senate floor next to him. Like, it's mm, that official. Mm -hmm. And he's lying out of his face, looking mm -hmm. like a fucking rat about the IRS. And thanks to the undying help and fealty of Fox News, the Republicans have managed to program all their conspiracy-loving bigot bots into believing that the Inflation Reduction Act is all about turning the IRS into a federalized militia in order to rob and rape the middle class, the poor, and the small businesses in America. And believe me when I say it was every high-profile Republican co-signing on this shit. Not just Ted fucking Cruz and fucking Chuck Grassley and Ron DeSantis. Kevin McCarthy, who's the fucking House Minority Leader, the House of Representatives in Congress, he's under Nancy Pelosi, tweeted, Americans are planning to double the size of the IRS by hiring an army of 87,000 new agents to spy on Americans. I mean, I don't know if anyone's noticed. They've been fucking spying on us. You just said your shit got ran through from 2012 to now. Yeah, like, we know that the, what the IRS does. And also, by the way, what they haven't done is collect taxes from huge corporations. Exactly. And Marco Rubio, the dipshit Republican senator from Florida, sitting senator, tweeted, 
after today's raid on Mar-a-Lago, what do you think the left plans to use 87,000 new IRS agents for? Hopefully to butt-fuck your mom, Marco. <laughs> and also, as if the uh, Mar-a-Lago is a small mom-and-pop business in Iowa. It's an enormous... The Trump organization is a huge conglomeration that huge. does international business. He doesn't pay taxes. He's money laundered from the time of fucking Jesus. Yeah. And he has... 1.5 million classified documents hidden in Ivana's grave. And you're talking about, you want to listen, uh, like I said, I get it. The IRS, we know they have come after me. There is a kernel of truth to that. Well, that's, why they're, they're they're, that's saying, what they're doing to people. They're fear mongering to people. And it's like, I'm sorry, if you have classified documents in your trailer, go hide, bitch. Go down in exactly, your hole. That's exactly. But exactly. That's what's up. Exactly. We're, we're all already it's being ridiculous. stalked and hunted by the IRS on the regular, yep. on the daily, yep. on the yearly. Yep. Since we started working, we yep. all are. We have a shed yep. filled with our fucking back taxes, and then <laughs> yes. we count. We go, can I get rid of these yes. yet? Can I shred yes. these lies? Hopefully, six yep. years is enough time. Yep. We're all living it every yep. day, yep. and they're fear mongering to that. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Fucking Ted Cruz, who we heard also made his rounds on Fox News. He also tweeted. And Ted Cruz, who we heard making his rounds on Fox News, also needed to go ahead and tweet for anyone who wasn't watching, watching Fox News. Democrats are making the IRS bigger than the Pentagon, the Department of State, the FBI, and the Border Control combined. And those IRS agents will come after you, not billionaires and big corporations. I don't even know what to say, honestly. I, I, I honestly, I, 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 yep. I, 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 I the, the level of their lies and machinations know no bounds. They have no shame. They literally have no moral compass. They will literally stop at nothing to spin the fucking raid on Mar-a-Lago and to make Joe Biden and the Democrats look bad. They don't even exist to do anything except lie and, and hoard money. I, I, I'm so disgusted by their mere existence at this point. I, I Yeah, that's why doing this podcast uh, is fucking enraging it's it is more than an up at dawn pride swallowing siege at this point it is a a test an hourly test of our mental health and well-being <laughs> i'm right. fucking furious right. i'm infuriated yep. i'm i there is no justice to be no. found no it's so fucking beyond yep. i honestly like we took last week off and i feel like and the and the and a lot of people were off last week. Like the View was off, um, Joy Reid was off. Like a lot of people took their vacations last week, mm -hmm. and I feel like in that that dip, the Republican Party like finally came to a head. Like the whitehead of the Republican Party, mm. the blind zit of the Republican Party, came to a head. I mean. And not for nothing, side note, sidebar, <laughs> Merrick Garland, who's a United States attorney general, like he hasn't gotten off the couch. And by the way, he could have he could have he could have stayed sleeping for one more week. We didn't need to have the raid the week practically the same day as the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. Like it, the the news of that got completely buried and it was ripe for the Republicans to spin it like. Yep. Have a little more strategery if <laughs> yeah. you don't mind. Yeah. But I do feel like the, the blind zit came to a head last week between the Alex Jones, Sandy Hook, like verdict. Yep. The FBI raid on Trump's house. And then this Republican Party born and bred lie, lie mm -hmm. about the IRS. Mm -hmm. It's like all of the rotted and scary elements of the party and their voters that started out 
as this like disconnected network during Obama. They then crystallized during Trump. They formed a hard shell during the pandemic when everybody was stuck at home and reading all their social media and all the fucking pedophile cabal and the mm-hmm. whole thing. And that did start during Obama and he'll in the and the election, but it really, really got the hard shell during the pandemic. Um, and then it cracked during the election and the insurrection. It got too hardcore and it cracked. And now it's finally come back together in the way that Trump and Flynn and Bannon always intended it to be, where the lies and the brainwashing and the fake news come straight down from the quote unquote government. I'll never forget the feeling of seeing Ted Cruz standing in the fucking Capitol building in a split screen with the Senate floor. Mm -hmm. It's one thing when TMZ accosts him at an airport and he lies about fucking the fucking what is it the meat and potatoes in the bill oh right the pork yeah the pork Uh fat in the bill Mm -hmm. he's at the airport and he's talking to fucking brendan from tnz Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. this is him on fox news from the capitol building with the senate floor and a split screen blatantly lying about the inflation reduction act lying about what's in the act scaring people that the irs are going to come to their fucking house with a federalized militia and it's more believable than ever for these morons because Trump isn't there. So it looks even more valid coming from Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, who are active sitting United States fucking senators. Yeah, no, it's it's horrendous. And by the way, Marco, all of them have a common thread, just like Michael Flynn, Steve Bannon, um, every single one on Fox News. They all have this thing of like, the IRS is coming to get you. The government is overreaching, but only when they're not in power. Right. And all you, if you can't see that all they're doing, they, if I, if I didn't want to be part of something that I thought was nothing but a power grab, I would quit my thing and go work somewhere else. And yet there they all are. There they all are trying to continue to work in the thing that they say is corrupt and yeah. damaged. What, what about when and like, the cruise lines, for example, just speaking of Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis, when the cruise lines that go have these, they all go out of Florida. Most of them said they didn't, they need, they wanted to keep a mask mandate going. And from coming from two people who got motherfucking COVID from a fucking cruise. Okay. <laughs> and we know several other people too, who've gotten it from cruises. You might want to keep the mask mandates in place, but they wanted for their themselves to keep the mask mandates. And Florida was like, no, no, you can't do that. It's like they they exactly what you said. They want to they want to overreach when it suits them. That's it. That's all they're doing is overreaching when it suits them constantly. And yet somehow they've made people believe that when they're in water, what, what they make people believe is what they're that they're, if they're swimming in a toilet bowl, that they're swimming in a pool. And I honestly don't know. The, I don't understand how how one does that. I well, don't they, understand it. I don't. How they do it is going on the the quote unquote news, standing step off, standing want, in a government building to, and point blank lying out of their mouth, and that's why they believe it. I want to play this clip of NBC reporter Ben Collins, okay, which I saw. It's so. I just. I don't know. He's basically explaining the difference between the Republican Party during Obama and now and how fucking dangerous and deranged this shit really Mm -hmm. is. Like, there is no, like, 
overstating how fucking bananas it is that all of those people actively in government right now lying about this bill, just telling lies. If there's no overstating how, how fucking dangerous that is. It started obviously in the dredges of the internet, but the differences uh, between now and several years ago, all all the GOP lawmakers are in on this. They're they're clearly fine with it. So let's say, for example, Jade Helm in 2015. Jade Helm is this conspiracy theory that Texas is about to be taken over by Barack Obama, who wanted to take over the government uh, permanently. He wanted to uh, you know run for a third term or something. Um, so he was getting all of these military contractors together to quietly take over Texas. Um, in, in 2015, Ted Cruz got a lot of phone calls about this uh, because it was on InfoWars all the time. It was a huge thing Infowars. in malicious circles. So this was, you know, it was finally happening. They were finally coming to take your guns. But uh, Ted Cruz went and said, uh, you know, I called the Pentagon. There's, not, there's really nothing going on here, guys. Don't worry about it. The difference is now Ted Cruz is trying to amp this up. Ted Cruz is trying to say the IRS is coming after He's you not specifically. To say. He did say. The IRS is part of a, of a larger mob. And that's the difference now is those InfoWars ideas that used to exist ex exclusively on the, you know, on, on the extreme far right, the stuff on the end caps at the supermarket that wasn't brought up in regular politics. That is the GOP now. That's that's a huge part of what they do. They ramp up the fear. They try to um, uh, break down the walls between two different ideas. For example, the idea of the FBI is, you know, is uh, searching Mar-a-Lago with the idea they're going to come after you with FBI agents, those two things coalesced into one big idea last week. And it's because it suits their narrative that they're coming. If they're coming after Donald Trump, they're eventually going to come after you. If you didn't hear what he said at the beginning is that the difference is that the GOP is in on it now. The thing is, is that even him, even this guy, Ben Collins, everyone's talking about it like it's a conspiracy theory, but it's it's masquerading as a conspiracy theory, this IRS thing. It's not a fucking conspiracy theory. It's an out and out lie. We heard them lying out of their mouths. Mm -hmm. It's not a theory. It's not Alex Jones. Alex Jones isn't in the fucking government. Alex Jones got sued by the Sandy Hook victims as a personal private citizen. He's not in the government. A big, monstrous, calculated fucking lie that sitting Republican members of government are out propagating and spreading with absolutely no recourse and no consequences except to the Democrats who are being lied on and who will subsequently be voted out of office by mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult known officially as the fucking Republican Party. Now it's time for Julie to get ragey in a spoken word op-ed. I said a hip hop, the hipping, the hipping to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang bookie. Say up jump the bookie to the rhythm of the bookie the beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. See, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello, but first I gotta bang, bang, the bogeys of the bogey say, up jump the bogeys of the bang, bang, bogey, let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm that will make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. And the C A S A N B O V. And 
the rest is FLY. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix and these reasons of LEY. You see, I six foot one and I'm tons of fun and I dress to a teen. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad and I dress so viciously. Everybody go, hotel, motel. What are you gonna do today? Say what? Because I'm a get a line girl and get some spanking drive off and the death no jail. Everybody go, hotel, motel, holiday in. This is our segment called Spoken Word Op-Ed, where one of us, or a special guest, has the floor to speak our mind on important events happening in the news right now. Some might argue that the entire podcast <laughs> is like a spoken word op-ed, mm. and they'd be right. <laughs> Others might argue that we already have this segment for guests to give their unadulterated opinions, and it's called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, <laughs> and they'd be right as well. But one, it's not a Tuesday if we aren't inventing new segments. And two, a traditional op-ed is generally longer than a regular opinion piece, which would be gay guys and their feelings. And they are usually by an expert or a passionate advocate with an opinion that may be different than the editorial board of the newspaper. In this case, it's Julie, who so far is the only one who has ever done a dumb gay politics spoken word op-ed. And while her opinion isn't necessarily different than mine on this subject, me being the only other member of our editorial board besides her, her opinion on this subject is certainly a fuck of a lot more informed than mine. And it is most definitely, probably, perhaps, and most likely different than the majority of the lamestream and social media commentary on the subject right now. So without further ado, it's time to publish our next edition of Spoken Word Op-Ed entitled Liz Dick Cheney, <laughs> written by Julie Goldman. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. Um, <clears throat> I want to like her. I want to stand beside her. <laughs> I want to lift her up. Do you? <laughs> I, I want way to way to exalt yourself like you're you're out there living like a mother Teresa. That's right. That's right. Like everyone. I want to congratulate her for being a fighter and a woman <laughs> who stands by her integrity, her beliefs and does her job with a sense of pride and independence. <laughs> I want to clap and applaud her <laughs> for standing around some of the most disgusting and despicable men and women to have ever been unearthed by the Trump administration. She has emerged as one of very few Republicans who aren't so extremely corruptible that they fall in line with the, and here's a term I never want to hear again, the big steal. <laughs> or the big lie. Oh, God. And, of course, the old January 6th is, is the same as Black Lives Matter. <sighs> Between the news media, social media, TV media, media media, mouth media, regular media, media, maja, people cannot stop shouting to the rooftops. Oh, my God. It's so amazing that this woman, this representative of the House, this Republican, isn't falling in line with Mark Meadows, Kevin McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Tay-Tay-Hunt, Lauren Boebert Gogurt yogurt and the rest of the Trumplican party. Oh my God! She has such courage! She had the bravery to stand up and say, No! The election wasn't stolen, and January 6th was a disgusting coup propagated by Donald Trump and his entire fucking administration, including Mike Pence. And guess what? Guess what? You know who enabled it every step 
of the fucking way? You. You did, Liz Cheney. You. <laughs> you. I guessed it in my mind. <laughs> I didn't say it. But she's become the bar and the poster child for integrity and fighting against the power and doing what's right and making the right decision and not backing down. The bar. Oh, the bar. Oh, has she risen the bar? Had she come out and rejected the Republican Party and said, fuck this, I will not stand by and allow women's rights to be taken away. I will not allow civil rights, human rights, and social programs and watch our climate get destroyed and fight against the white nationalistic entitled mob who feels their right to consume a pig a day per household. Then yes, I would come around to her. I would stand in her corner. I love it, let's say, when a Michael Cohen comes out and says, I was wrong. I've done wrong. I'm sorry. That I can forgive and allow the space for redemption. But Liz Cheney never did that. And Liz Cheney, has she raised the bar? <laughs> well, if she has, you know what? That's a low-ass fucking bar. Making Liz Cheney some stalwart of Republican or American integrity or the conscience of the country is basically horrifying. Record scratch. Honk, honk. Back the car up, Greg. <laughs> Who is Liz Cheney? And why are you being such a bitch to her? Let me back up a little bit. Liz Cheney. Oh, is that it, supposed to represent the the royal we? Yes. Okay. It's a question hanging uh, in the air. Yeah, because yeah, maybe some of you aren't paying attention. Don't even know who the fuck Liz Cheney is. Right. For those of you who don't know, don't care, or just don't remember. <laughs> exactly. This is why you're being such a huge bitch to her. <laughs> Liz Cheney is, as of a couple days ago, the former representative in the House for Wyoming. She's the daughter of Dick Cheney, former vice president, but actual president, during George W. Bush, CEO of Halliburton, one of America's most evil defense contracting companies, and I believe the reason for pretty much every war in the Middle East since weapons of mass destruction. Everyone believes that. Also, how is he still alive? Amazing. These, these rotted Republicans. <laughs> they never die. They've got some secret potion they got from the aliens yep. and yep. the, yes. the yep. cabal of pedophiles. They are drinking baby blood. Yeah. You're right. Now I believe it because I see Mitch McConnell and his purple lips and his ashy how, hands. How it, he literally is the walking dead. I don't understand yeah. how he isn't fucking dead. That, that I've never seen a, a, a corpse animated the way he his is. The blood is. of the youth, apparently. You want to know why Afghanistan happened? Talk to Republicans. You don't like the way we pulled out? So said every woman alive. And yet never has there been an outrage for that. So fuck off. Blame who is to blame. And much like every man alive, Republicans cannot seem to take responsibility for anything except blocking freedom, taking away women's rights, and making sure everyone has a gun and an opioid so pharmaceutical companies and gun manufacturers stay rich so they can keep lobbying Republicans and paying them off. And you know who is right in the middle of that entire playground? Liz fucking Cheney. Now... I don't disagree that she showed some backbone fighting against the gang rape that is the Trump administration. And Republicans who don't identify as Trumpers are basically Bruce Kavanaugh who stand by the door and watch the rape since it will benefit them in some way. So sorry if I don't fall on my knees and roll around in Liz Cheney's QVC signature scent. Liz Cheney is a staunch conservative to this second. To the second. <laughs> who though didn't like Trump personally. I didn't like him personally. Voted for all of his bullshit 98% of the time. And there's something I don't want to fucking ever hear again. I didn't like him personally, but... But... 
I didn't like it personally, but she stood behind Kevin McCarthy and Mark Meadows and Mitch McConnell five million times. And they spewed lies and propaganda and rhetoric and she enabled it time and time and time and time and time again. The bitch is so conservative she makes Ronald Reagan look moderate. And I fucking cannot stand Ronald Reagan. Guess what? He was a shitty president who ruined the economy and denied AIDS. He was a pliable puppet who was run by the RNC and didn't have an original thought or idea in his fucking head and acted, and I mean acted, as president dawdling and stammering around. And yet people seem to think the Gipper was just fine, while Republicans love slamming Joe Biden every chance they get, even though JoJo literally has an entire agenda that isn't governed by greed and money-grubbing racist narcissism. Shout out, Nancy. Nancy Reagan, gold digger, bitch. <laughs> but that's but I digress. Liz Cheney has voted against everything that is free and fair in this country, and I do believe she believes she has integrity and a solid and traditional belief system. I just happen to think it's destructive, oppressive, and disgusting. She is a lesbian sister who she publicly and politically feuded with and voted against her own sister's rights. Her stupid Republican lesbian asshole sister who, who worked for her father all the while being denied equality in this country by Liz Cheney. Now, of course, this year, Liz has said she's wrong about that. Tone it down, Liz. <laughs> Tone it down, Liz. And again, I will receive that. I will. I know even Obama had to come around to LGBT rights. I get it. I do. However, he didn't have to come around. He was forced to wait to come around, okay. I believe. Or he was forced to wait to come around. And there is a difference. And I can even I'm even uh, open to that. She was fighting against the motherfucker. I mean, she yeah. was literally saying, like, it's not normal. I mean, she was saying hateful, horrible things. Yeah. That he didn't do. Piece of shit, asshole, Republican, like sister. <laughs> Who continued to work for her piece yeah. of shit, asshole, <laughs> lesbian father so <laughs> fuck their entire family i mean but the thing is if you ask for forgiveness you will receive it as far as i'm concerned but she's doubling down on abortion climate social programs infrastructure education and of course guns she's so fucking annoying with her thick head of wyoming blonde hair like fuck off with your fucking germanic roots you bitch we have to sit here with our thinning non-german hair fuck her Liz Cheney Jewish hair. Yeah, my hair's coming out hair. into the into the sink. <laughs> yeah, my lesbian asshole hair is coming out into the sink, and I don't appreciate it. Two types of people: Semitic and anti-Semitic. And that's her right. anti-Semitic thick hair when he's a fuck off and go back to Switzerland. That's right. <laughs> Liz Cheney is an antiquated traditionalist who is confusing everyone because she's now going against Trump because somehow January sixth in the elections hit her her wall grabbing women's pussies clearly working with putin chi and praising kim jong-un and ill shady business with israel <laughs> cutting taxes for the uber rich taking away social programs for people who really need them making immigrants into enemies scapegoating lgdp people pandering to and using fundamentalist religious people and just flat out lying every single day working alongside criminal after criminal after criminal mike pompeo michael flynn michael cohen rudy giuliani jared kushner don jr just one monster after the other and and there she stood, shoulder to shoulder to shoulder, until her integrity was rattled. Oh, no! 
with the big steal and January sucks. She couldn't handle that these garbage monsters ransacked her office and tried to take over the country. That was her line in the sand. Well, excuse me for not giving a fuck. And that goes for you too, Adam Kinzinger. Y'all should have been fighting against your piece of shit party proudly and loudly from day one, but you didn't. And like every Republican who sits here to this second, even ones I like, you're a disappointment, you're cowards, and you're liars. I liked when you said Kim Jong-un and Eel. <laughs> and I was like, Eel? Ilhan Omar? The father and the son. I, I forgot about Ill. I'm like, I literally was like, Ilhan Omar? <laughs> well, we know Trump doesn't like yeah. her. Ill. <sighs> Ill. Kim Jong-il? Kim Jong-il. I forgot about him. Yeah. Oh, he's the, yeah. Yeah, I he's mean, the main one. He's, he's the first the one. one. Kim Jong-un and Ill. <laughs> I'm Rory. Kim Jong-il-han. I can't I'm stop thinking Rory. about it now. <laughs> Revisit Team America. Yeah, it's oh, worth no, it. We, you're talking to 14 <laughs> listeners, but you know we live in Team America oh, all day, God. every day. Oh, my God. God. Um, we had a full segment with that I'm Rory reason. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. In like 2017. It's amazing. Just because Liz Cheney has decided to stand above a bar that is so low a truffle pig couldn't find it doesn't make her a hero. It just makes her regular. If you are a Republican and you're now a Democrat, now we're talking. Now you're a hero. Everyone else is just a disappointment and part of the problem. Like Ken Hood's parents. Like Ken Hood's parents. They became fucking Democrats. Like my cousin Brian, even though he's ignoring and won't come on the show. Fuck Brian. (laughs) At least he's Republican and he went Democrat. Yeah. I mean, we have to celebrate like every. If you're Republican and went Democrat, you are a hero. I'm sick of hearing what a hero Liz Cheney is and not enough about Jojo and Kiki and the amazing things they're getting done and cleaning up for this country. The Republicans always destroy and the Democrats constantly have to put their messes back together. The Republican Party post Abraham Lincoln is the biggest fraud and failure this country has produced next to Millie Vanilli. I don't believe Liz Cheney is evil or as corrupt or morally deranged as many Republicans, but I do believe she's misguided, horribly bought off by the wrong people, and earnestly dangerous, like Mike Pence and his soft-talking religious fanatical bullshit. I think she does believe in her beliefs, and we're now going to watch the next wave of Republican bandwagonism of the Anna Navarros and Michael Steeles of the world, likable, good people who are Republicans and believe in the Republican way of small government, but big government and tax breaks for themselves and states' <laughs> rights, except when it comes to your guns and common sense bullshit and bullshit lies, bullshit, 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 selfish, selfish, bullshit wrapped in a nice and pleasant and sometimes funny and warm package. Yeah, because they're power mongering, materialistic assholes. That's right. Liz Cheney is all that. She's proven herself to be a person with integrity and believes in democracy. Great. That should pretty much be the norm. But we're now in a world where that's special and heroic. Liz Cheney has proven that she's fit to be a Republican, but Republicans are not fit to hold any office in this country anymore until they've proven they can be trusted and tested and have earned the right to sit at the bar, the bar that Democrats and forward-thinking people continually have to raise from the gutter. Forward party. They would charge us for air if they could. They would. They would charge for oxygen. Agree. And they'd be like, oxygen's not a human right. We own the oxygen and you need to buy it from us. Okay. Immigrants are coming in here and breathing our air. In conclusion, Liz Cheney is... A dick? Yes. 
<laughs> That's right. I knew from the title. <laughs> now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of, or in spite of, the anus of the botched Brazilian butt lift that we are all living in right now. She hates doing it because finding a hopeful story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard. And after almost six years of doing this podcast, it's only getting harder. We are burned the fuck fucking out. Jojo and Kiki are constantly being hated on. Joe Mandouche and Kirsten Jizima ruined Congress. The KKK have rebranded as the Proud Boys, and they're thriving. The weather feels like it was delivered straight from hell, and now we can't even blow off steam with a fun Friday night abortion because the fake Christian Republicans made that shit illegal. Ugh. It's just too much, Mama. I know. Life was funner when we could get abortions. So much more fun. <laughs> I mean, just having it on the just uh, just in the back of my head that yeah. it was there. We could just do it if we wanted. Yeah, because that's freedom. Freedom. That's it. That's it. Now we just feel less free. It's we like just feel less free. We can drive across to the border to Tijuana if we can't get through the night without Adderall and Xanax. You know, it's just lame. It's all lame. You know what? If you want to, I don't. All of it. I, and I and I say this because our gov <laughs> used salesman hairdo is now considering making um, <clears throat> heroin inject like a, like a going. If like you where you go to get dialysis, but you can get the heroin. Yeah. Um, you mean uh, uh, sleazebag.gov? <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Oh, Gavin Newsom. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When we say that with love. Yeah. Said with all the love. All the love in the world. And he is, he's trying to, he's there. There's a law. He's, he's, we're waiting to hear if he's going to sign it or not. It's sleazebag.ca.gov. <laughs> Press one for employment mm-hmm. development department. Press, Press two, two for heroin. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, and I'm all for it. Like if, if it can just be, you know, if you're. I would rather have a situation where they're going somewhere clean than I have to walk past a bunch of shit across the street. So but all of it at the end of the day needs to before any of that happens, um, the regulation on like driving under the influence of cannabis needs to be handled. And then at that point, mm-hmm. legalize it all, because I would love legalize to walk into all. a drug dispensary. God knows we're on these streets every day. Doing it the hard way. Legalize it all. Yeah. Legalize it all. I think yeah. every drug should be legal. And I mean, every single one. And do that, uh, regulate driving uh, rules right. on the drugs, and then make killing yourself legal. Yeah. And then so the, the let everyone do whatever they want to do. Make their money on rehabs and Good. rehab pills and yeah. all that shit. But, you know, this leads me yes. to wanting to discuss the midterms. It makes me want to do drugs. <laughs> me too. Sleazebag.ca.gov. Oh, no, I'm just thinking about it. And I... <laughs> Uh, which then, well, you know what? We should think about the midterms because I'm sure there are midterms in some people's states where there's stuff like legalizing or medicinal cannabis or yeah. whatever. So it's important. That's why we're going to talk about this now. Now, yeah. we've tried over the years to shine the light on the importance on voting in the midterms. The midterms, in case you didn't know, happened basically half through, let's say, the presidential terms. So 2020 was a general election year. 2022 is now a midterm This will be our third midterms mm-hmm. since we started the podcast. Wow. Right? <sighs> Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it'll only be our second midterms, mm. but it'll be the third 
election yeah. since voting for wow. like senators and House. Right. So 2022, so November 8th, this is the time where they're going to be midterms all throughout the country. Um, you will have or may hear that midterms are a big check on, quote, the national mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I we're love back hearing to about that. The big steal, the yeah. big lie. Again, another term that someone with a weird speech impediment and slicked back hair and a weird suit on the TV on the news tells us what it is now. Yeah, I mean, even though November coming is so mind boggling and un breathtakingly unbelievable. Breathtaking. I know that it can't come soon enough um, so I can get Steve Kornacki and his gay bulge out of my eyes. Ugh. I don't like hearing about polls every either. 10 fucking seconds. No, okay. No. And a statistician doesn't need to be taking up half of, you know, the primetime hour. The level, the amount of time that Steve Kornacki takes up with bullshit polls, they could actually be doing news. So, okay, fine. Now, if somebody were to ask you, what's your national mood? What would it be? <laughs> Mine is hungry and annoyed. What's yours? Um, negative and nasally. <laughs> what are you, negative and nasally, Nancy? Now, it's important to note every House seat is up for election every two years, and a third of the Senate is up every two years. So when midterms come around, it's likely you're voting for your rep to either stay or get a new rep in the House. Not to mention, it's a litmus test for the current administration, which will then set up who will run for president and all the major positions which come up for election two years after that. But... In the current midterms, we have a lot at stake. We governors, local secretaries of states, representatives, sheriffs, etc., etc. And currently, the Republican Party is still pushing Trump-anointed candidates across the board. Any Republican, we've learned, is terrible for the country, and specifically terrible for people <laughs> who are not rich. Now, let me say this very clearly. It is important to understand to it is important to understand. I'm trying to speak as they do, like on MSNBC, yeah. in that pretentious right, right. fucking way that they talk that ugh, to understand that more than being racist or sexist or Jesus-y mind control dick sucking battalion, Republicans only care about themselves and money. <laughs> so if you're rich of any sex or race. Republicanism works for you. This is why Caitlyn Jenner stays a Republican. But this is why we love Leah and Roy I'm, and most people, because the right thing to do is, you know, and I'm not saying they do this, but I'm saying I, what I would do is launder and tax evade <laughs> and find loopholes on my own and then Correct, vote right. the right way when I go in. That's what I would do. You know what? That's I was going to bring them up, but I like what you said about them way better. I didn't say that about them. I said this is what I would do. Yes. We want rich people to just find your own loopholes, find your find own ways your own of loopholes. tax evading, find yep. your own ways to launder your money, mm -hmm. do what you need to do, go live in Florida, go live in Texas, don't pay state tax, and then go down and vote Democrat. And, and Leah doesn't just vote Democrat and Roy. They oh. talk about being yes. Democrat. Yes. They talk about it all the time. Yes. And it's like that. She raises money for Democrats. Yep. Like... They're doing the work. They're doing the work that doesn't benefit them. Yeah. And that is the whole point of this, that they are doing the work that doesn't benefit them in their own particular pockets. If you are not rich, then we get into scapegoating, fear mongering and weaponizing race, religion and gender politics. Right. And each one can and will be cherry picked, which is why people who are seemingly not racist or sexist can still be Republicans because they are, are rich and don't want anyone getting any help. And then those who are not rich 
who still remain Republican have been mind controlled. That's right. And they're embarrassing and they're moronic. And anyone listening, whether it's your parents, your family, you know, they ain't rich. You know, they're racist, sexist or homophobic. And you're so 1000 percent fucking right about that. memo. that was so eloquent. So true. Thank Megan McCain. You. <laughs> Anna Navarro and Megan McCain, I think of specifically and particularly because they're rich they're, because they're rich. Right. And John McCain and all them rich. John McCain has yep. so much money he owns or did. He owns his family legacy owns half of Arizona. And like, you know, they're protecting their fucking money. That's right. But the rest of the people that ain't rich sitting out in the cuts talking about fucking white grievance. You're embarrassing. Exactly. You're embarrassing. That's right. Now, with that said, it's up to us. Those of us who care about anything beyond our own self aggrandizing to vote against Republicans. And the only way to win is to vote Democrat, period. This is why we love Leah and Roy so much. And today we read that this little multi-billion dollar conglomeration who could suck at the teat of constantly going in the wrong direction has taken the righteous and ethical path to voting rights and they deserve a fucking commendation for this. I'm speaking of the NBA. <laughs> the NBA has decided that they're not going to play any games on voting day, November 8th, and have started a voting information campaign in order to reach its audience to inform them to get out and vote for the midterms. And not just urging them to vote, dissecting each area and trying to inform people of what the hell's going on and what they're voting for in their states. This is huge. Now, so huge. Obviously, they're saying they're bipartisan, but I mean... Girl, 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 a girl, honk, honk, girl. Come on. You think the NBA is trying to get people out to vote Republican? I don't think so. They're saying, look what these white nationalists are trying to do, and we're going to do everything in our power to stop them. It's a message to the NFL, too, as like mm. and, and, and Major League Baseball. Mm. Those mm. are like obviously the three most successful, you know, it's yeah. like they're like, OK. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Fucking NFL. I mean, yeah. come on. Problematic top to bottom. Top and bottom. <laughs> now, this is awesome, and it's not going to cost them anything. And in fact, they're going to be playing a game the night before and are calling it the Civic Engagement Night. Oh, my God. That's amazing. They're probably playing more than one. The, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't mean just one in one place. It's like all over. Like all the games. Yeah, it's all like the games. Like, there'll be eight games right. that night or right. whatever, and they'll play. Wow. Right. Civic Engagement Games. Civic, civic Engagement Games. So they're going to be blasting, like, tomorrow's voting day. Get that's out right. there and trying to get people to clout chase. Hey, go, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Go post on your Instagram. Yeah. Your fucking voting sticker. So good. Trap. It remains to be seen if they're allowed or will have political statement. Sure. I don't think so. Like, I don't think candidates can go there and be like, hey, everybody, my name is Walk Wyatt Earp, and I'm here. To I don't think they can you do that. I think know, they, though. I'm not. Yeah, that w is unclear. They might be able to do it if it's not televised. Like, it, maybe there's a game in Atlanta that the whoever might be able to come it's out. Because who's up? Raphael Warnock, maybe? I think so. Maybe, maybe it's the type of thing where they like. Well, Raphael Warnock's against Herschel Walker. So if Raphael Warnock goes oh. out at the NBA game in yes. Atlanta, say like they're playing and Trey Young and all the shit's going fucking down. Trey Young's balding. Fucking love him. <laughs> Fuck that. Fucking beyond. Um, so and then mm. Raphael Warnock could possibly go out and maybe get a fake award or whatever. And they don't televise yeah, something it. like that. You're the right. rules, I think, are with television, even though not oh, okay. really. It's Ronald Reagan deregulated that. But mm. I think that they could do it and it would be smart if they did. I think it would be smart if they did, too. And at this point, if you can get a fundamentalist Christian to go to the White House to sit there at a prayer, if the fact they have prayer breakfast at all, I think uh, 
any kind of political statement you're at any sports game or anything should be on the table and take your fucking hypocrisy and shove it up your ass before i don't think it should matter uh it shouldn't uh we absolutely love this the nba understands they have the opportunity to reach millions of people by doing this and hopefully it activates at least half of the basketball universe to get out and vote for the midterms and let it be an activating force for all of us It is the local elections that have created the devastation across this country. The school boards, the local judges, the sheriffs, the representatives. We have to get out and vote for Democrat for our local government positions on every single level. Thank you, NBA. You've just registered one new fan named Julie Goldman. You already did a so there's that on Zion. And you love him. You did did one on LeBron. Yeah. And his like he did a whole thing on like voting rights. Remember, he's mm -hmm. he's a whole nonprofit. You've done several about the NBA and none about the NFL. There's none to be had about the NFL. So the NBA just keeps roping me back in. You know what I mean? So. Uh, and hopefully it will rope you in too. And there's an allegiance of new democratic voters. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour, and we try to get at least the first one out by Sunday, so you'll have all week to listen to them, although we've been doing Wednesdays in August, but (laughs) they're still getting out. They're still getting out. And there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. We don't even talk about joining the Patreon. Mm -hmm. We don't even say Patreon. No. We say Patreon, 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 all through. This should be called Patreon, this podcast. That's right. But we don't talk about the Patreon on the Patreon. No. It's like Fight Club. (laughs) If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and problematic we are. And listen, by the way, we know everyone and their cousin Pat has a fucking Patreon podcast, but we just want to reiterate... (laughs) And hit home that with ours, you only pay for the episodes that we post. It's not a monthly subscription. Mm -hmm. I mean, the lion's share of Patreon podcasts out there are monthly subscriptions. Ours isn't. You pay only when we post an episode. So if we go rogue and don't post shit, it doesn't matter because you won't pay for shit. That's right. But you know what? We don't go rogue. No. We post two separate hour-long podcasts every week. And if you want to hear one, there's a link to a free episode of our Patreon podcast in the description of this episode. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on the bottom of every page that says, click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, you can import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, like Apple Podcasts or Google or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or you can listen to them right on patreon.com or you can like and comment on the episodes and you can also message us privately and other members of our Patreon family. And you got to join if you want to be part of this group of this group. Yeah. You've of this got group. To join. You've got to join if you want to be part of this group and you will have thick skin. You have to have a thick skin. You have to have a thick skin if you want to be part of this group. 
And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Fuck Liz Cheney. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom.